Um, Birdman hand rub, obviously, because we have some important things to talk about today. Hey, hi, hello. What's up, everyone? And welcome to the Binet Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. Look at us back on schedule, AD. We're, we're like, we're together again, getting shit done after summertime. Still summertime. Uh, and if, if, if my little person did, had it their way, I'll be taking them to karate practice right now. Ooh, disciplined children. I'm jealous. I don't know anything about that life. I don't know. I don't know about that either. It's just took him to class and she was like, I want to go. <laughs> I was like, can we find out how much this thing is? No, I want to go. Uh, well, I mean, that that that's when you're you're in the business of daddy duty. Daddy has to, you know, all the activities are are um, on your dime. <laughs> all of them, every last one of them. Man, in the recession, I'm trying to find as much free activities or little discount classes as I can possible, man. Karate isn't one of those, though. <laughs> Karate's never free. None of them. None of them are. But if I can find somebody that'll do it for a hundred bucks, I I'll be very happy. That's true. To reduce some of the stress. Um, I will not go down too much of the parenting time with the Binac podcast. Uh, today because we have a very special guest um, for episode 40. We're getting back on our artist spotlight shenanigans. And we have Jay Nolan with us today. And we are going to be talking about his latest release, The Price of Admission. Um, I'm super excited. I'm going to do the rundown of intros for Jay Nolan and tell a little story. So can't remember where exactly I found Jay Nolan's music. I want to say it was the group chat. Grassroots. No, it wasn't the group chat. I oh, you heard before the group. I knew his music before the group chat, and we connected in the group chat. But I'm trying to figure out where it was. I I think I want to say it was social media. Um, I'm lost, but the the my my recollection of finding the music and maybe it was the group chat but i feel like it was between internet and like some mutual people or like me seeing them open up in a show in atlanta when i was like on the road a lot but anywho um we met through the mutual group chat that we always talk about so there are lots of awesome people in that chat that do amazing things and then he graced the last binect event in 2019 so he came all the way to columbia to perform for us plebeians in South Carolina. And, you know, then COVID happened. So we've all been doing our own thing since then. You've written a book, correct me if I'm wrong, one two. book or two. two. I would say one book or two. So since then, you've written a couple books. Um, has a song featured in NBA 2K and various Netflix specials. Oh, Kevin. yeah. Oh, Kevin Hart's um, Netflix special, I remember distinctly. Let me see. Am I missing any the accolades? The, the rookie he had a placement on the rookie. Oh yeah. Anyway, so he's he's about to lot. first. That's first a lot. of all, there are lots of accolades, but he's also going to give us some tidbits and helpful hints. Artists listening and just creatives listening on how to plug yourself and do this all independently. So we'll be talking about that too. So, anyways, welcome, 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 Jay Nolan, and I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. 
however you see fit. What do you want to tell the BINAC listeners? Okay. What up, world? Uh, my name is Jay Nolan, as previously stated. I'm a hip-hop artist, songwriter, and, you know, kind of new into this whole music education space, but I'm embracing it with open arms. You know, I kind of threw myself into it, and it's really dope that people that have already been in this space have been embracing me. So it hasn't been so much of a fight. It's kind of just finding my own space. Uh, you said that you kind of threw yourself into it, which I remember fondly because before um, COVID hit, I was kind of like a, in Columbia and a couple of other places, a liaison for certain artists, like connecting artists in venues or advocating for artists in our space. So I understand the thrown into it <laughs> thought process because you don't, you do, sometimes you don't wake up one day and say, hey, yeah, I'm. I'm going to teach artists, at least I didn't because I felt very, or it was heavy imposter syndrome. I, did, I felt like I didn't have anything to teach. Um, so when people did start kind of looking to me as this like advocate or this person to reach out to, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> why, yeah. how? Um, but what do you want people to know about your artistry? So what's something like outside of everything that you already do or like the people are visible and they see everything that you do on social media what's something particular that you'd like people that listen to you or follow you to know about your artistry oh man that is a great question what what should you know about my artistry man i think the main thing the main thread between all of it is that i'm passionate about this shit. like i live it all day every day i can't turn it off which is why i give a fuck about any of the business behind it you know what i'm Bye. saying because if i wasn't passionate about it I probably wouldn't know anything, you know, which is what I think a lot of people are kind of facing. It's kind of something to do. And then they kind of make something that might be a little catchy and they get thrown into it. And that's right. when the whole whirlwind starts. They get thrown all over the place, go tour. And then when they look up and meet somebody who might be able to help them, they see all of the things that didn't get handled properly. So yeah, that's my whole inspiration behind teaching folks is just like if I could if I could help somebody you know preserve their their life force I guess you could say right I ain't talking about uh Joey badass or nothing <laughs> but you know <laughs> but if you can preserve yourself in the best way possible I would I would love to be the the conduit to help that or facilitate that I love that um I know in the past, probably some of the earlier episodes of the podcast, Andy and I talked about like a lot of burnout because we started a podcast when we should have been, I guess, sitting on our asses. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we started a process, a podcast in June of 2020. Um, and Damn, we talked about, cool. yeah, it's, <laughs> been, it's been two years. Um, and it was just like, talking about burnout and then like what to do when you're in this space right so like this space of like especially for artists um no touring and that's like i mean of course album sales are super important but like the money is in the shows these days or like placements and stuff like that it's not just in all right drop an album make millions of dollars piece bye yeah. so what like at our earliest episodes were just kind of like talking about what it's like being a creative in this space and like understanding what was going on and then listening to the music that artists were making in that time. I think we reviewed a couple of different albums where people were just dropping like Lucy's or different EPs because you were just, you know, stuck inside and making that yep. stuff. Um, but to switch gears a little bit, first, I want to give very, very high praise to Price of Admission because 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my favorite things about it. I'm gonna let AD say his favorite things okay. about it, and then um, get into the questions. But first of all, it is the perfect length for a project in this day and age. It's 30 minutes, nine tracks, um, and no fluff. So it's not like I mean, and sometimes albums need skits or things to like flesh it out. But it's just the perfect length and the perfect. I hate using the word vibe. I'm really tired of vibe. Um, <laughs> but the like just the perfect feel, the perfect immersion for the album. Um, okay. And I'm going to Thank leave, you. I'm going to leave some nice words for AD because we're going to talk about one of my favorite pieces after this. But AD, what were some of your favorite parts about the project? Well, one thing that I always say is you could tell that you took time with this project. Yep. I think just right off the bat, every track i would say flew uh flow well into the next track very nicely so the placement of everything worked and then again just of what you were talking about in terms of just like uh tracks like regular days you know if you want a little upbeat vibe um was it track two what's track two uh, uh legal hustle Le yes 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 that joint that <laughs> that joint it, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites too and it's just good just good vibe just good vibe all the way around you know and i think Compared to what's out there right now in the mainstream, you know, you got your drill, you're, you're just talking about just cars, all this type of stuff. Just, I call it right now, we're in the disco era of rap music, right? And it's just, yeah. it's a lot of, it's, there's talented artists out there, but what's coming out, it's just the usual, hey, it's party, party drugs cars whatever but <laughs> but to me it was for your project it, it you flowed into different pockets and different subject matters that it didn't feel like i'm being banged over the head it's like yo i really want i really want to hear more you know i wish that i wish the project for me personally i wish it was like two more tracks on there you okay know? but that's but that's but like she said it's a perfect length because to me is i wanted to hear more and to me that's that's great as a listener because if I listen to a project top to bottom and it's just like this, no skips, and it's like it's done already, yeah, you know, I got to run it back, yeah. you know. So to me, I just want to say that, and definitely, you're you you did like some some prime stuff with linking up with just one producer, uh, DJ Red Handed. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about how you this how y'all linked up and just how you decided just to just do the duo? Oh yeah, please, because so production <laughs> is probably outside of lyricism production is like my second favorite thing and i'll put length at third favorite thing about the project because the production okay. is flawless dope so um yeah i've known uh dj right-handed for quite some time he's always been kind of in my circle as far as like the last probably four years are concerned um and before we ever worked on any music i knew him as an actual dj so um, when I was doing like the Fresh and Local Fest out here in Atlanta, like he was always one of the DJs that would participate. Uh, when I was just doing shows around the Atlanta circuit, he was showing up to all the performances just to support. So we had like this nice little network of guys that were always around. And um, for those of y'all that don't know, some of y'all may because they travel around. There's this crew out here called Controllerize. And it's also an event series and um, it's, produ it's producers, DJs all in like this coalition and they do events. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like it's kind of like boiler room, but different a little bit. You know, what I mean, so 
I went to a controllerized event and DJ Red Handed caught me outside. He was like smoking a cigarette or something. He was like, hey, bro, we got to talk real quick. I'm like, okay, what's, what's good? He's like, nah, dog, we got to get some music done. And I'm like, okay. No, because I, I think I had, um, prior to that conversation, I had been on one of his beats, but it was for a feature for mm-hmm. uh, Keith Turner, who's also on the project. Mm-hmm. And um, so- when I did that, I was like, oh, dang, I didn't even know you produced. I thought you was just strictly a DJ. So when he said that, I was like, yeah, man, I want to hear more what you got because I ain't really get that much time to really sift through your catalog and nothing like that. So um, went inside, hung out, whatever, whatever. I think before I left, he stopped me again and was like, I'm serious. And so, um, so we started recording the project early in 2019. So like the first couple records on there was actually created at that time because in the first session, matter of fact. So um deserve it. The intro was made in that first session. Um uh what's the other late was made in that first mm-hmm. session? Um it didn't have Keith Turner's verse on it, it was just me in the studio. So I did the first half of the song and she came and finished it later. But um, and I think she finished it well, like a week later. Matter of fact, I'm talking like it was a process. <laughs> <laughs> I think like shortly after I left his crib, she stopped through. So, um, but that was dope. Um, what else was made in that first session? Uh, part of me, I think, part of me was recorded in that first session too. Like we got some gems out of that. So, and and, and when you listen to it, it's crazy because all three of those songs are so distinctly different, you know what I mean? That you wouldn't really know that they were in that same session. But um, throughout the 2020, even uh, Legal Hustle was made this year, but everything else was like throughout like 2020, 2021, like when we could break away. Because mm-hmm. a lot of 2020, I was like, I ain't seeing nobody. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I think most about. of us most of us uh, share that same sentiment. Yeah, so it took a little minute for me to finally get back in the studio with him. But mm-hmm. once we did, we put the finishing touches on the project. We had a few more sessions, had like a uh, like a vision board meeting, you know what I mean, to kind of iron out how we wanted it to look and feel, and then to get the track listing and all that together. So it was a dope process, man. And then, you know, the video for Legal Hustle, he also shot, edited, directed that so that dude is like super talented i love first of all i really love that story and i love the fact that you said like you were sequencing you know some of the tracks that were made earlier on yeah um those are my favorite tracks so obviously i have a (laughs) a kinship to maybe like the earlier p or like what you recorded earlier but Mm -hmm. when you listen to the project it's not distinct so it's not like those songs sound completely different from anything else that was made and like AD was saying, it flows really, really well. And it's super, um, I guess the word is like inviting, like it's really easy to listen to. And I think that is a huge, a huge point for all albums. And that's like across the board, not just like independent or anything like that, but all yeah. albums across the board need to kind of have like that inviting or not necessarily welcoming, but just like that open to listen to type feeling. Yeah. And the intro and the transition to legal hustle, I think, really like does that. Okay. Um Dope. Can I so just in- throw that, can I just throw in there that flip on uh smooth out for a smooth operator? Hey, nice. hey. is nice. Yeah, Appreciate so in between it. all of this, we're just gonna like gush because that's one thing that we do here <laughs> on Binac. There are episodes where all we do is talk about 
any artist imaginable for 35 minutes until we actually get into real real topics or anything like that but gotcha it'll be peppered in but we just have to it's it's always really good to be able to gush about an artist but how often do i get to gush about an artist like to their face like how often do i get to be like yeah like this was super dope let's talk about it together like yeah, i'm super appreciative too um so since you were bringing up late uh, my question, and I asked this um, when I used to be a writer, I used to, at one point I used to write guys, um, but when I used to be a writer, one of the main questions that I would ask artists is, um, what is your idea of making it? And you were talking about the song late. So talking about like coming into the game, you know, quote unquote later or not blowing up at like 22 or whatever. So like, A, what's your idea of making it? And B, I guess, how does that differ from, you know, everybody else's idea of making it? Ooh, that is a loaded gun question. Um, that girl so, good, ain't she? <laughs> right, I did used right. to write, guys. I, I used to have, I used to have a pen. I don't know where it's at. Absolutely, and it, it, what what really loads it is just my experience, you know. So, um, I think because I'm, I don't feel like I'm late, but from a, from an outsider standpoint, of course, mm -hmm. they look at music and entertainment as like this really young person game, you know. Right. And, you know, I do have my, my boyish look still. So people think I'm still in my 20s, but I'm in my 30s now. So, um, but I think it's just experience, like I said. So when I was young, when I was coming out of high school, you know, I got approached to like do a deal with uh, Don Cannon and, and DJ Drama, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and they were good guys. I can't, I can't say nothing negative about them, but there was this third party that was a part of their their crew at the time who was who was like the liaison that I was able mm -hmm. to like speak to whenever they was like busy. And dude was just a little, I guess he was going through a rough time. His father had died or something. So he like took his anger out on me mm. in, a, in a couple of situations where I fell back. So um, one of my first projects that I released is called Broken Dreams. And it was it came out on the heels of that situation like not going the way that I wanted it to. But that's also the project that kind of put me out on the internet. And I started building relationships with people and kind of started building my career off of that. So right. I'm grateful for it. And I'm really grateful for the fact that I didn't get thrown into the industry. Like I talked about, you know, when we first got on was without any knowledge, without any understanding of what's going mm -hmm. on, just, just on some happy go lucky. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. This right. is what I always wanted. And then you wake up a few years later and it's like, you know, I could easily probably look like Soldier Boy in the face right now. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, Soldier Boy does look. He look rough. He does look a little rough considering his age. Especially yeah. after I think about messing it. with Charleston White the other day. But doesn't Soldier, <laughs> doesn't Soldier Boy do drugs, y'all? Like, isn't he like doing I think, a lot of drugs? I, th I, think I, I think that's known, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would admit it, but I think that's pretty much. Normal. I'm not in his business, but right. you know the drugs be showing. <laughs> I think I think Cat Stacks revealed that. All that. Do you know that I forgot about Cat Stacks? And I mean, I remember Cat Stacks, but completely erased her from my mind until you brought her up again. <laughs> I'm sure everyone would have liked to forget about her. <laughs> completely but... forgot about Cat Stacks. I think I saw. I think I saw a a, a picture not too long ago of what she looks like now and. I'll just leave it like that. She also went to jail or something. She didn't she get like deported and then like went to jail in South America or she's, something. She's had a rough time as well. <laughs> that that I completely forgot about Cat Stacks. Like that threw me all the way off. I 
Yeah. But yeah. Um, like, but honestly, <laughs> that's what I, that's honestly what I tell people though, is like, I, I know based on where I stood at that time, 18, 19 years old, I would have got ran up through there. You know what I'm saying? And my whole perspective of everything will be just like a constant cycle of negativity more than likely. Cause that's what happens. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a testament to being able to withstand it. Right. Um, and 80 really waxes poetic about this a lot, but artists kind of having longevity in the game is very, very rare. Not only longevity, but then like the longevity to still continue to create really good music. And of course, all of our opinions of music are, are subjective. So like right. we can't say, you know, like somebody else, one person's good or somebody else is bad or whatever. But talking about just like the longevity of an artist and one that we pick on a lot is Drake because somehow it's like Drake is a machine and I'm I'm okay with you know like saying that like it still sticks regardless of if I like it or hate it the machine is churning and it is what it is Jerome yep. would kick our ass and tell us that the music is great and he's still hot or whatever um but since he's not here right now to discuss uh we're just gonna sit on the fact that Drake is a machine and I don't know what to say about that music but <laughs> in in your case it's just so it's refreshing to be able to listen to you and also watch you evolve since, like I said, I, I've, I've at least been following you since 2018, maybe. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's accurate. Um, but like to be able to, you know, to to see you do it and do it on your own and not even in the, I did it on my own and put my bootstraps on and I'm never telling anybody anything, but like to be able to do it and then share the knowledge with other artists. And again, and share in a way and this is just going to be like kind of snarky, but share it in a way that's not um, predatory because there are a lot of people that do that too. So now oh, yeah. music entertainment and artist assistance is kind of like, I'm your friend, but if you pay me $50 a month or like, I'm your friend, you know, come to A3C and pay for a spot on the stage or whatever. I mean, again, like it's kind of, it's weird when people do that and it seems friendly, but again, it's like weird. So Say all that to say that it's really cool that you're in the space to be able to do that, like to to give back and do it because you want to and not because you're trying to make a buck off, off of other artists that would probably be in your shoes or have been in your shoes. Yeah, I um, think there's a fine I think there's a fine line, you know, in incorporating it business wise. Right. But it's just like. It's easy to spot when people are just like upcharging ridiculously for nothing, you know. I don't I don't co-sign that. I understand everybody wants to be compensated for their time. And right. you can't put a price on what somebody values their time, right? That's like the big thing, especially even outside of music, you know, these hair braiders and stuff. But um different story, touching. But sensitive. at the same time, there is a, a certain point where you're you know you're taking advantage of people. You're taking because it's like because you know you're servicing people who don't really know, right? Mm -hmm. So then when you put that in tandem with the fact that you're upcharging them to get the information that they don't know, and then you turn around and give them a bunch of nothing, you know what I mean? Cause I've, I've actually went and checked out some of the so-called people that do the same thing just to be like, let me see what they got going on. And I'd be like, Oh man, that's not it. Or the, you know, the quintessential offer a course for things that are already online or in a YouTube video or, you know. And there's nothing wrong with courses either. But I, 
no, and I guess, hold on, I have to say, no shade to courses. This isn't me dogging on people who <laughs> ask to be paid for their services, however, it is just really skeevy in the music business. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, if you got a video that's like four minutes sitting on the website when I go there, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not joining. <laughs> Y'all know them videos I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then it's like, hey, join now. And if you don't join within the next 15 minutes, it's going to go Let away. Let me and tell you the secret. And then the timer starts over <laughs> and then you're just <laughs> watching. I mean, again, This is like, what everyone in the industry doesn't want you to know. Like, that's what I mean. Don't like, want right, let me you cut to, this off. They don't want you to know to put your stuff on Bandcamp. You should put it on Spotify and say, like, what? It's just... I will say that I'm also very glad that I removed myself from that part of the industry. Like now, right now, Binac is in its love on music and artist era. Like that is yep. what we're doing. We are not, we are no longer, at one point, Binac was making artist EPKs. Um, the Binac was doing a lot. This is, this dates, this is pre-AD. So like AD doesn't know, but like doing certain connections connecting artists to venues and not to say that it wasn't a great time um but it was a stressful time absolutely i mean any, anytime you try to like help people don't understand how draining help is you know what i mean like, let's actually let's stop let's can we talk about that absolutely <laughs> can we talk about that um absolutely because and like you started off by saying like that you know you're you're really passionate about it so um, similarly now I've never made a song in my life. Uh, by night listeners know that I cannot sing. I cannot rap. I do not play an instrument. If you ask me to do any of those three things, you'll be sorely disappointed, but I have always had like an affinity and a love for music. And then like, you know, like the art form and creating it and being super passionate about it. It has gotten me in a lot of trouble, like extending so much Guide, help guidance but just like so much of my time and energy that it will drain you like it will pick you apart um so actually we have like an order for these questions but i'm gonna rearrange these questions okay what um what is something i guess about like being in the industry in your present state that like give me like something good you know as an independent artist doing his thing and then like something that is irritating so okay. making in in the industry, making music, doing what you're doing in the year of our Lord, 2022, what's it like? <laughs> um, I think the good thing for me is that I've just, I've figured out ways to make music work for me to where I'm not always like in front of the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the best way I could describe it. Being in front of the gun, like you're always trying to maneuver to get ahead, but it's always something following you. You know what I'm saying? Now mm -hmm. I get to hold it sometimes. So that's nice. Like being able to get paid off of publishing, to have sync licensing, to own my own music. So if there's any success in it, I reap the benefits of it. I'm not giving it away. Right. Um, also being able to now uh, open doors for like other writers and producers that want to work with me and I could introduce them to the same things, you know, that's amazing. Uh, the negative side is I think because I have such a, a inviting face and a, and a nice voice, you know, <laughs> you know, not to be not, not to I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm saying like just being pleasant, you know, right. Um, 
people tend to think that I'm just like at their service at all times, mm. you know, and that's not the case at all, you know? So I have to like create a cutoff point. Like some people may come to me with questions in my DMs and I have this one question rule where I'll answer you for free on the first question. But if you need anything beyond that, you got to at the very minimum book a consultation with me. Like, right. I think that that's fair. Sense. Yeah. So, um, but that gets draining, you know, it's because people have a have a thirst to want to know, but they don't understand the proper protocol. And sometimes they have no interest in the proper protocol. And mm -hmm. it just brings a certain amount of attention because now um, that I'm making all of this informational, educational content, um, those videos are getting like sent to other people. So new people are constantly checking out my stuff. And then they see it as an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I see this dude over here. Let him, let me DM him my new video. It's like, bro, what am I going to do? Don't you do love this? spam? Don't you love <laughs> uninvited requests to check me out, bro? Let's link up. Yeah. So those people get, <laughs> those people get put on restrict. I don't block no more, but I put you on restrict. So you could talk all you want. Nobody ever see it. Oh, but, let me, but let me follow up. <laughs> let me piggyback off of that and follow yep. up. As you know, a lot of I say a lot of artists nowadays just want to get into the game, do like a quick five, you know, do a quick five minutes and just jump off to the next thing. But mm -hmm. for you personally, what do you want to get out of of this music thing? And do you see yourself maybe transitioning to either management, maybe even uh running your own label or something of the sort? Hell no. Nah. Okay, so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, <laughs> dealing with artists, no, absolutely not. Because I would just be signing myself up to be the bad guy in somebody's story. You know what I mean? Just to be honest, no matter how much good you do, the minute you do something somebody doesn't agree with or doesn't understand, the whole narrative changes. So, no. Um, I think at the very most, as far as dealing with other artists, uh, I am building towards creating like a... I guess you could say like a publishing entity to help other artists get into sync and things like that, like I've talked about, but they still will be able to maintain their ownership. They will still be able to maintain everything. It's just, you could come work with me. You could tell me what songs from your catalog you want me to represent or shop around for you. And I'll work on behalf of that. And we just have like a very uh, simple agreement, 50-50 for any like up, front costs that come in like hey we'll pay you a thousand dollars for this song all right i get 500 you get 500 but you still keep all your publishing or i may take a small percentage of publishing for the amount of work done you know but i i don't ever want to be in a position where somebody's like man that nigga jay knows a snake you know what i mean like we not having none of that they're there because I, I i can i used to consider like man i should start a label one day or i should maybe transition in and managing artists and that perspective has changed tremendously. Yeah. I, and I, I can understand why, because like you said, you don't want to get labeled as the bad guy or looked at even when you have the best, best interest for somebody, like you said, like it still could be taken negatively or you just kind of fall out or part ways just because of the way things are discussed. So, um, I can understand wanting to stay away from the artist train. Now, on the other hand, will you be making what um, our 
podcast editor, his name is OG, affectionately calls old man rap. So do you see yourself like rapping until you're 45, 50? Like, I mean, and no shade because I personally love a good old man rap that isn't talking about cheating on your wife, but you know, that's that. So if you want to rap about, you know, being a dad (laughs) or- I mean, <laughs> a cheating on, I mean, cheating on your wife raps probably are, I mean, they're interesting, but you know, I, I want to hear, I, I guess, yeah. sorry to take a tangent, but like, I've been saying this, my boyfriend makes music and then, uh, uh, of course, I'm around a lot of people that make music or, you mm-hmm. know, run in those circles. And I really like to hear, like, I just want to hear more evolved music for men. Like, I would really love, you know, dad raps or like. I know it's boring as fuck, but like mowing the lawn raps. Like, I just I want more than regular money. Joe raps. Do you, yeah, you like mean. money cars, bitches for like 62 years. Like, this is what we do forever. Um, so say well, all that to I say. think all right, I, I'll go ahead and let you know. So um, I think that there is a way to do it, right? Like you can talk about money, but there's elements of money right. that don't have to do with like materialism, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the inner workings of money or how to make money work for you or, you know, all these types of things. Cause that's what grown people do. You know what I mean? Right. But on the same token, for me personally, I probably, I don't know if I have an expiration date on, on rapping, you know, uh, that's, I could wake up at any point and be like, I'm done, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna stick to it. I, so right. I think, uh jay-z said it best in his latest interview with kevin hart like who am i to turn that off you know yeah um yeah so we'll see as of right now i'm still i'm 33 so i I know i got some more time doing it because i still care about it i still care about the craft Mm -hmm. um and i think that's gonna be the main factor is like whenever i find myself not really caring about pushing myself lyrically or being good at it no more like if y'all ever hear me and you see like, man, you sounded way like uninspired, you know what I mean? Then that's, that should be a wrap. It should be over. <laughs> Cut it off. At, 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 a, at the very least, a, a nice break Yeah. To, to fall back in love with it, you know? So I don't ever want to get to that point. Um, But I think that there's still an open door, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't really know how old those Griselda guys are, whether you like their music, don't like their music, whatever it is. Like nobody really knows how old they are, like until you find out. So speaking of that, what are some things as an artist that excite you? You know, just from a just from making music yeah. standpoint, but also in terms of trends, but also what irritates you as well. Like I think huh. I think one thing I think that we're running into, and I think a lot of it is starting to get the blowback, is definitely the toxic rap tag. But everything is just being toxic, 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 toxic. Yes, there's times to be toxic, but yeah, like, almost every song is just about toxicity. But what you, but what you see from your end? Um, I mean, to be honest, I like it all. Uh, I know that sounds like real kumbaya, but <laughs> I think everything has its own time, place, and purpose, right? I think what we end up running into is this monkey see monkey do thing where, oh, that worked. So let me get into that character. And that's not being authentically yourself. That's not 
given us anything. You know what I mean? I think that's the main thing is artists are supposed to be able to represent who they are in like the most, I guess, magnified way possible. Cause you do have to mm-hmm. be somewhat of a character, but like just because you wore a dope denim suit doesn't mean I got to go get the same one. You know what I mean? And that's what I think we're like you said, it's the disco era. So for me, my question is, well, who's going to be the Michael Jackson to the disco era to be like, this is the definitive, like the last of the, of the time. Like I'm about to outdo everybody in this space and we're going to just go ahead and put a seal on it onto the next thing. I don't, honestly, I don't know because the way that every, that you're seeing artists just drop, you know, pop up every five minutes and next thing you know that they're, they're, you know, got a private jet. You know, we all know that some of this is is fake and all that type Come of stuff. On, but, but, you know, on, but, but, you, but in terms of that, like you're saying, the definitive stamp, I don't know because I would say just for right now, I think Drake would be that standard because we're seeing, but again, I love Drake, but no. But like you said, but like, yeah, like to me, just to when, me, I, when like, I when I say this, let me be specific when I say the the Michael Jackson, right? Like everybody kind of unanimously agrees that Off the Wall was like that album that it was disco, but it totally broke all of the disco rules and it kind of definitively ended disco and took him into that pop era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Who is going to be the artist in today's disco that's like, you know, I I think Drake has the capability to do it. I just don't know if he will. I think he's scared. And I think that and I think I think that a lot of artists today are scared because it's that formula. You know, you don't want to mess too much with the formula because if the formula is working for you, you're guaranteed, you know, shows, placements, all this type of stuff. We're seeing that with Chris Brown. Chris Brown, for the longest time. Had, has a great track record but you know this is his first album that really not a lot of people were really messing with and not his first <laughs> not his first but not to this not to this not to this level that you know he may He's say had some, he had maybe one more flop because this isn't the first time that he's gotten irrationally mad at his fans for not making it he's, sell. He's done so by I me mean, to this <laughs> point that even the numbers weren't, weren't yeah. true. Like man, wasn't no promo for that album. Well and and to take a pause here, I get very pissed off. Particularly I mean Chris Brown is the only artist that I can vividly remember doing this. But being mad at your fans because you're trying to sell albums just off the fact that you're Chris Brown, like you're not doing anything anymore. Like back in the day, yes you did used to work hard, but now you just be like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna do a feature and then, like, I'm going to put Todd Alasad on it, and then I'm going to get, like, some random producer, and then I'm going to make 60 fucking songs and then put it out as an album, and you're pissed that people don't want to hear that shit. No, Yeah, no. I, th- I think, I think you know, the ego, man, the ego is such a hard thing to keep in check, right? Because I think, overall, I don't really see anything wrong with what Chris Brown is doing. He seems like he's insulating himself. He's only doing interviews from his crib now. So I get all of that. Um, doing like this long dump of songs until the next time. I'm not mad at that. That's cool too. But then you also have to understand, okay, if I'm shifting my business model, there's some certain things that come with that. Exactly. And you got to be able yeah. to take that in, in stride. You know what I mean? Which is, I, I think the, the part that he's got to work on 
is like, okay, if I'm going to do it like this, then I know my sales may decline and I'm okay with that. I'm rich as hell any fucking way. Right. So. And that'd be my thing. Like at a certain point, and I guess like to tie it into talking about like wanting evolution from, I mean, wanting evolution, I won't even just stick it to like men, but like wanting evolution from all artists. Like at a certain point, you make a shit ton of money. So sometimes I just kind of want to, I want to hear like, not necessarily about the money itself, but I just want to hear more. Like there's only so many, you know, like for Chris Brown specifically, only so many sex songs that Chris is going to make or only so many like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? There's only so many, what's one of the, like, this is a throwback, but like wet the bed, that was years ago. But like, there's only so many of those that you're going to make before I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, cause as a person entering her thirties, like I'm, I'm actually ready. Like sometimes I want to hear party music. Don't get me wrong. So like, I will turn on the young people to hear, you know, I'll turn on city girls when I'm ready to shake yeah. my ass. But then like when I wake up in the morning and have my coffee and have to clock into my fucking job, I am not trying. I mean, some people do like to, you know, hear future while they work their office job or whatever. I'm not that person. So I'm looking to hear like, you know, price of admission or just like something else to like get me in the mood or like, you know, get me through my work day. And yeah. so, no, I'm not turning on the album that I remember Chris Brown getting pissed off. I think about last time was that like heartbreaks on a full moon album that had like a hundred fucking songs on it or whatever. I still haven't finished that project. I've heard like three. So I feel like I've heard the singles. Like Man, I don't, that, I don't know what that album sounds like. I don't even care what else on that album. That uh, the title song is my shit. <laughs> I, I've never heard that song. I'm trying to think of what's the I think it's, I think album? it is on the second half of the album though. What's the single from that album? Ugh. But but see right, right there, but Candace right there you just proved my point about the longevity of a lot yeah. of the of a lot of these songs you know because as we talked about you know old music is or older like couple of years is more popular than the music that's coming out right now. So let me ask you this question: How do you battle against that from your standpoint? Um, I mean, you can't you you can't really fight old music to be honest. Like it's classic for a reason. I think that the challenge is how do you create new classics, right? I think that's the main thing because mm -hmm. if old music, I think if that's the trend, if old music is what's trending, what works in your best interest is creating music that people are gonna listen to over time. It's just that simple. Like you you can't make somebody turn off. Marvin Gaye if that's the mode they're in right. but but at the same time it's just all right you're in the studio this is your opportunity what are you going to do I think that the accessibility to recording and just everybody let me just kind of take a take a stance real quick you know what I'm saying everybody's calling themselves a rapper I think we got to come up with some type of way Gates. to like get that Bring name the fucking gates bro <laughs> bring them back <laughs> bring back the gates yeah I, like dog you can't just just because you can just because you can get on a mic don't mean you a rapper like it's just not like and i'm a god bless the dead it's a lot of rappers dying but when i see the news i'm like these niggas ain't rappers like they not they really be gang members you know what i'm saying but that's what the gang do these days is they go rap and then they go thugging 
<laughs> so it's like, but don't stop calling these folks rappers. You know what I mean? Because it, it it just dilutes the entire genre. Now, when you, t I mean, forever, as long as as long as it's been around, you tell somebody a rapper, they automatically assume that you're somebody that you might not be. So it just makes it a tough situation. So it, it has to be more standards. I don't even say gatekeepers, but just more so like, all right, fam, like there's got to be something there to where you identify. Because I can't I can't just say I'm a singer. Somebody going to say, all right, then sing. And if, if I can't sing, they're going to do me dirty. They go <laughs> they go they go throw them bottles at me like Kid Cudi ass. So it's like. <laughs> But they don't do that to rappers. And that it very, um, I, I feel like I keep saying this, but we we have talked about like, you know, like the barrier of entry to like making music and things like that. And on one hand, like I was, I, I still am team bring back the gates. But on the other hand, I am all for like creative expression, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a difference between, you know, a person because like right now with this mic here and this computer, I could call myself a rapper and that would Absolutely. be a fucking shame. Um, so like being expressing yourself creatively in, I guess back in the church days where it used to be like making a joyful noise is not the same as having talent, um, being a entrepreneur or a business person, because that's what you have to be when you're, you know, working in the field. Like it's a difference between saying, I like to express myself creatively and I am an artist. And I think that is a very big and important piece of like what we're saying is just make sure that we have the dichotomy back. Cause right now everybody's just getting lumped in. Like everyone's a recording artist. Everyone, you know, again, mic plus computer plus fruity loops equals <laughs> Rapper, like you know what I mean, equal yep. or even you know, computer plus Fruity Loops equals producer, you know, and that's not yeah really what that is. Yeah, and, um, the, and shoot, the ones that really benefit off it, I think I might need to start me like a uh, I need to get in with with Pro Tools or somebody and create something like because they I mean, the ones that really win. Let me tell you, the yep. ones who when I was th talking about like uh, artists that make like quote unquote grown man music or whatever, I think mm -hmm. of an artist. His name is Pat Junior. He's out of Durham. That's the homie. Um, and Pat made like I love Pat. I connected with him at Hopscotch one year, and that like, and when I say as like a, another good example of people who make evolutionary music, so Pat has been making music for a shit ton of time, absolutely. Um, but you know, like he makes, he's got like some fun stuff. He's got introspective stuff, and like all of it is like having you know, like basically you can tell that he's pouring out his soul into his music, and. I think about people like that who just make that music and evoke that feeling. And again, and that's not to detract from anybody else who does anything different. But, and I said all that to say, Pat produces a, a majority, if not now, all of his beats. Yep. Um, and again, just like shout out Shameless Plug. I think it's, what is his, Pelham and... I'm going to Google it because now I feel like I'm messing it up. But I think it's Pelman his, Jr., ain't it? I think so. Um, but his like his production, kind of like the production arm. Yeah, yeah sample packs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, if you're a producer, go look it up. It's really good. But he's had a couple of different credits and stuff like that. Um, but saying all that to say, it also is really good and beneficial, especially when you are an artist, to then be able to say, hey, I know what sound I want to make instead of trying to explain it to 
Mr. Fruity Loops over here. And that's really belittling to like producers because, you know, producers actually do a lot of work, but I can try at least try and do it myself. Right. Like I can then you're not paying for like that's another place where you're cutting your cost and you can just like produce in house or whatever. Um, getting super sidetracked. Um, AD, I'm going to let you if you have any wrap up questions, I'm going to let you ask them and then I'm going to save time so we can ask Jay. Uh, what he's listening to if he listens to other people other than himself because I have okay I I can't tell you how many times I've asked an artist what are you listening to now and he's like myself me <laughs> my own that's, music and I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> I right, cool uh, I guess we go back you know go back to the album but okay what I say is your favorite track off the album oh man my favorite track off the album I think. It shifts by the day. Like bar wise, probably deserve it. If I'm talking about something to go perform for a crowd, legal hustle. If I'm talking about something that just makes me feel good every time I hear it, part of me. Yes. Um <laughs> I was waiting if, on that one. <laughs> if I'm talking about um something that just means a lot to me from my heart outlaw um just because i put a lot of personal information in that song from a let me ask you speaking on that yep we always hear that art you know music is therapy for for artists and um and i always say legit artists because you can tell when they're phoning it and compared to like dang you hear it, like every word that you're hitting it's it's landing and you can feel that emotion but for you how do you get that out you know especially if you let's just say like you're in a writer's block mode you know just to get that story out or just what you're feeling um it's very rare that i'm in writer's block like that's when i know i'm really forcing it um because based on just the way that music has like shifted my life in the past couple of years like me writing for other artists writing for myself writing for tv film all of this type of stuff it's kind of put me in a place where i can really write on command mm -hmm. but um when it comes to like speaking from my soul i think the benefit of that is doing my own music like i could do anything and everything but when i tap into my own zone i get to choose exactly what i want to do so I think that makes it very easy. Whereas other artists may have this quota over their head. Like I got to make this type mm -hmm. of song. I got to make this type of song. And, you know, I understand that too. Cause I, I, I exist in that realm at times, but it's still coming from my own perspective. Um, I know we were shitting on courses earlier, but I need the course on um, writing on command. Cause again, remember my pen is gone. So I'd like that. Put, stop, put the course online. Okay. For writing on command. Because I'd be struggling. Shit. I need that too. <laughs> right. Put, put the, put, sell the course for the money because we need that. Um, so, Ada, did you have any more questions that you wanted to ask before? Uh, I think I... we're going. I think we're going. My next question is going to be where you were going. Perfect. Okay. So, the next segment that we normally kind of wrap up with is new noise, which is just what we're listening to. And as our guest, 
Um, you can make any recommendations. You can shamelessly plug yourself. Um, but yeah, what are you listening to right now? And like, what has your attention in music? Oh, Art, man. You can do artist-wise, project-wise, song-wise. Go for it. It's it's so much and nothing at all, all at once. Um, artists that I keep up with no matter what's going on, Saba. Oh, yes. Whenever he drops, I pay attention. Um, yes. That's a good one. Who else am I listening to? Um, I'm not so much. Li I listen to him, but he don't have nothing new out. Uh, Joyner Lucas. But I'm following him because I like what he's doing business-wise. Mm. Um, same goes for Russ. Like, these are people that I just watch. Some people may not like, the, you know, certain things about them, whatever. I really don't care. I just look at the the uh, the facts, the cold, hard facts of what's going on. Like, he just posted uh, yesterday, like, a... His royalty statements, he'd been making 300000 like per quarter this year. Like, that's amazing. So I have opinions on Russ, too, and I love his story, but I also like his face. So it's kind of mixed up in between. Okay. But I like the it's, music, too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I also like his face. So no, nah, that's very, very valid. Because <laughs> it's a little. A, it's that a plays little. more of a role than people would like to think in this music. But Russ game. also does make cool music. And like that, when I try to explain that to people, I'd be like, Aside from the fact, because, you know, people, both of the artists, not Saba, but both uh, Joyner Lucas and Russ get the, they corny or they industry plants, you know, rep, but they do make good true. music. And I, they, I, yeah, Joyner is far from an industry plant because I've been following him from, what's that first video that he did? Talking, because... Uh, Russ, y'all know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. One where the boy got shot and all that stuff. Yeah, and the, yeah. and when you, when I find you know going down the YouTube rabbit hole, you find out that's your true story and how everything, you know. And I understand people say it's a gimmick, but to me, it's like ooh, that's storytelling. Oh yeah. I, hey I, man, don't make me get on my gimmick rant. Oh, let's go. Let's go no, there. We can, yeah. Okay. Can, let's, let's, let's go discuss. there. Okay. <laughs> let's discuss. Everybody needs a gimmick. If you don't have one, you losing. Damn. Big facts. Common, you think Common's really that nice of a guy? Hey, I call him a shooter for I call him for a, sh a shooter for a reason. <laughs> you Common know what I'm saying? Really that nice of a guy. Not to say he ain't nice, but like he plays that up because that's his persona. The baby. When you look at him, like even outside of his character, when he came out, he had the diaper, he had the yeah. big platinum teeth. He made you see something and recognize that every time you saw him. So then it became, oh, I know who that is. Megan Thee Stallion, she twerks every time you see her. Oh, I mean, regardless of what's going on in life, she going to twerk. She going to twerk the pain away. She going to twerk Jesus away. She going to twerk everything away. And so she's really good at it. She's great at it. So that's her gimmick. It works. Cardi B, she's loud, outspoken. She's going to speak her mind, whether that is beneficial to her with her label or whoever the case may be. Everybody has a, a thing. And for artists that are really, really trying to get to that level that are unhappy with where they are, they need to figure out what is their, their tag going to be. It's just like wrestling or anything else. You got to have a persona. Well, speaking of that, so where is that line where, where, Yes, you know you're using the gimmick, but where does it that you don't have the gimmick overpower you? Yes. 
Because let, just for example, or is there a line? Is there a line? Because just... let's just talk about it. You know, Meg Meg the Stallion is very popular, but we, yeah. everyone knows that she just twerks. And you know, to me, it's like, all right, after a while, yeah, you're twerking, but what else? You, what else do you bring it to the table? Well, I think if you look at if you look at the trajectory of a, of an artist, if you can sustain five years, you don't really have to play into that no more. I think every artist actually shifts personas every five years or so. Sasha Fierce, you know what I'm saying? Then you go into whatever the next thing is. Like, yeah. it's just it's just knowing how to use it to your advantage. And if you're too accessible, people kind of are able to dissect it. Actually, and you know what? I'm sorry. I have to do it. We also have a weekend counter on this podcast. Jesus and Christ. I'm <laughs> punching my weekend counter. Um, okay. Because one artist who hated or loved it, the direction of his music, he's also changed. Every For him, it hasn't been every five years. It's been more like two or three. Yeah. Um, but even still, he has made, he's actually, and he's actually really made new personas for himself. Um. And like as a fan, you know, going through them, it's interesting to see. And again, if you're a super fan or you like it, it's cool. If you don't, you're kind of bored with it or whatever, but it is what it is. And then you brought up Beyonce, who I think is a professional era curator. Like after four, she got really good at being able to be like, this is Beyonce in this era. And this is Beyonce in this era. And this is Beyonce in this era. And hate it or love it out of Beyonce. She like she's really good at it. And I mean, yep. she also does the thing where she takes her time. So like she releases an album, goes on tour, goes into hibernation and then, you know, does it all over again. Wash, rinse, you know, wash, rinse, repeat, whatever. But mm -hmm. it comes out and it works like. Right. Again, uh, I I don't know too many people that. Fully hate Beyonce, but. You know. I'm, not, I'm not part of the hive, so. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you ain't gotta be because they gonna come to you. Hey, look, look <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go with this since we're talking about her. To me personally, I don't think she was interested until she, until she got later in life when actual life started happening. You know, and I think that was, I think quiet kept. I think that was a lot of the thoughts about her you know just about yeah she puts out good music and like yeah but she's not really saying anything but when you know she actually is getting you know being in a real relationship public uh becoming a mother yeah. you know you know the whole cheating thing or whatever it gave more of an edge and more of a relatability to her even though now you know everyone's like it's, oh she's the queen and yada 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 but to me personally, yeah, she like we know who she is, and I think once those nicks and bruises started happening, she just your her music became better. It's like all right, now we're getting more of a full grasp of who Beyonce is as an artist. I can agree with that to a degree, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I and I will say, I guess as far as Beyonce goes, I think. She some people think that she like like AD is saying like became more relatable, so the music was more interesting. I'm not one of those people. I think that like the the music was interesting beforehand, right? Like she's had really great songs again, like not doing the the numbers game or whatever, but she's had amazing songs um in the past that have solidified her artistry. 
And now she's just getting, I think she's getting better with age and time and life experience. So whether yeah. that be, you know, becoming a mother or getting cheated on in the public eye or whatever that is. You, you know what I'll say kind great of great branding. It, it is great branding. But you know what I'll say is kind of maybe set that little fire underneath her and she won't come out. But I think it was that little bit of rivalry with her and Jay hud for that time period of. Oh, shoot. Oh shoot! I I forgot about that. Yeah, but. because because and Jay would probably remember this. It was like everything was being presented for Beyonce as she's going to be this triple act. She can act, she can write, she can sing, she can do no wrong. But and Dream Girls was supposed to be that avenue to say she is her spy. You know, she's going to win an Academy Award or be nominated. And then all the focus shifted to J-Hub because they like, wow, she can really act. And she can sing. And remember, there was that time that it was like this. And I think it was at the Oscars. It was, suppo- it was supposed to be just Beyonce singing. And they said, no, you two have to beat. And they had that almost like that sing-off right there on okay. at the Oscars, you know. So I think that's kind of started that whole trend of like her becoming more of, you know, from being, oh, she's the princess to being, or the queen to, oh, she's actually got some, you know, dents in her armor. So gotcha. Yeah. I think for me, what I, when I really like started, cause I've, I've always been a Beyonce fan, but when I really start, started seeing like the difference was, I guess, that self titled album. And which was like on the heels of like Rihanna being that number, that that close number two, number one. Like, is it Beyonce or is it Rihanna? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then what we saw with Rihanna was she started kind of saying F the industry and she was more open about her weed or not wearing clothes. And then you saw Beyonce kind of being like, oh, you could do that. Oh, let me show you who I am. <laughs> and it kind of worked twofold. So let so let me ask you this question. How hard is it to keep to really say who you are as an as a person in your music while fighting against the whole, you know, you gotta be doing what's next stuff for marketing, social media, yada yada yada, but you know, you start to lose yourself. You know, how I hard think- is that? I think at the level that artists like that are playing on, I think it's extremely hard, but it's something you got to fight for yeah. because there's a lot of money at play and your, your investors, your labels, they're not, they want short shots. They're not finna put up millions of dollars to create an album. And it's like you flop and they're going to pat you on the back. Like, Oh, it's okay. Right. It don't really work like that. So the stakes are high at that situation. But if you're an independent artist, I would tell you, tell you 100% of the time to be yourself while understanding what's going on. You don't want to just be blind, oblivious, you know what I mean? Unless you're just nice like that. But how many people really are just nice like that to the the degree that they can just go against the grain of everything and still be amazing? Not many, if at all. Not many, if any. Yeah, I mean the the one the one the one we thought Kendrick was above trap music and then he started making some of it. 
above trap music. And that, yeah, I mean, thinking about and even talking about artist evolution and things like that, I don't, for certain artists, I don't mind, you know, it didn't, I wasn't one of the people that were like, oh, Kendrick, go away. Now that you've made trap music, you are no longer, you know, the lyrical guy. I mean, like everybody, I feel like, especially in artistry. And again, when you are a artist with longevity, everybody deserves to have the option to play around. Um, looking at you people that don't want to let the weekend evolve. But again, I've already punched my button for the day. Um, <laughs> but like everyone deserves, and even, you know, Almost to a point, especially like artists like Kendrick, right? Like you're big, you've made your name. So like if I want to play around with Baby Keem and, you know, be like Range Brothers and like whatever, like if I want to do that, like I, I there should, I, I feel like there shouldn't be any backlash, even if it is bad, right? Like can Kendrick not play? Like is he not allowed to like do something else or he got to be lyrical miracle for the rest of his life and be poetic and you know like sometimes I, I could only imagine as an artist being put in a box and being like you can't leave the box ever and you have to sell records and you have to do this for the rest of your life it, and, goes, it, it goes back to what i mentioned earlier it's about the formula and i think a lot of artists today are afraid to go outside of that to fight yeah. that because of like jay said it's the investors it's the label yeah you know and just to tie Absolutely. a bow on Drake real quick, like I, I really would like Drake to actually make more introspective music. Like if Drake did, you know, stop being the hit factory. Not gonna happen. I'm just saying I would like for it to come back. Like if we could get another period of live interlude, I mean, you know, take care is actually the weekend's first album and my favorite, <laughs> my favorite Drake album. Um, but I'm also like, you know a like a almost 30 year old like a late 20 year old so that's like most of one of our favorite albums you know like we loved drake or whatever and that was college for us but i i would drake is one of those people that actually i would like to hear for him to do something else i mean the hit factory is kind of nice i guess but you know hey so, something he, else would be nice he broke out he broke out of the simulation with that dance album that was not good. That was not good album. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I respect that. Anymore. You know, you know what? Before we before we wrap up, I do want to ask, I do want to ask Jay this this one thing. Yeah. From where you uh sitting, you know, and we'll just use Drake as an example. Yep. Do you feel that a lot of the artists that are that are coming out or that are out there right now are becoming very are becoming very lazy. Like when I say, like for you, I could hear that you took time with it, with your with your project. You know, yeah. Like for a person like Drake, who has literally the cheat code to everything, all the doors open and whatnot. You could just tell that was just that was phone phone in. So from you, hmm. how do you see it? Because to me, it's like. If you're of that level, and it's not a thing of being, you know, trying different things out or whatnot, but to me, it's like, if you're going to try to do it, do it all the way. Like, get the the specialist to do it, you know. Take your time with it if you're going to do that. But what size you? Are we referring just to Drake, or are we talking about just period? Just period, because, you okay. know, because cause, uh, Joe Biden was talking about that with The Division, and they're, and they're saying, and they're single, you know. He says okay. that, you know, it's just that it's that 
you know, everything is just a gimmick, but it's like this, you got these people that are in your corner that can help you take you to that next level, but it just feels like it's just coming off lazy. So what's that? That's why I said, just from what you're okay. seeing. I think that we're now in a time where music is all about what have you done lately? So that adds extra pressure for a lot of people to, you might have the grandiose idea, but then with the execution of it, it's like, I can't, I can't take two, three years or in their mind, they feel that way. I can't take two, three years to get it right, to get it perfect. So, all right, we got this version. Everybody in the studio likes it. We got the sample clearance. We gonna rock, you know, and people gonna say what they gonna say, but you know, I, it's a it's a very complex thing when it comes to music because as much criticism as people get online, when they go to their shows, they're not getting that criticism. So at the same time, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for the Joe Buttons and the Twitter activists and stuff like that? Or are you doing it for the people that really love what you do? So it's tough for me to speak on people's artistic creativity because I'm not in their space to see how they work or what their objective is. That's true. See, this is why I, that's why I nicknamed this man Yoda because I could have I could have <laughs> a strong opinion, but how he breaks it down, you just like, <laughs> damn, I can't even come back. I mean, but I I love this, and that's why I am still like super excited. And one of the things that I really want by to do is be able to do this like I, w I honestly would love to sit across from my favorite artists and tell them how much I love their music and talk about their artistry for the rest of my life like if that if that's what I could do for the rest of my life I am passionate about doing that piece of it because I feel like artists also like we're, you know we're doing all this criticism and like eh, you know Drake's lazy and Beyonce changes herself every five years or like whatever but like ultimately the music that artists create brings me so much joy. And if I could just be able to, like, if I could say it, like, again, even with the podcast, saying it, you know, on the podcast or directly to your face or on Twitter or whenever I pick my pen back up or whenever the case may be, like, I think that that is so important because the art of, and the word journalism is a completely separate type thing that we're just going to push over there, but the art of actually being able um to like have that type of discussion whether it be constructive conversation i think that's the best way to put it right like just, but even the discussion in general like i'm all about truly bringing back the blog era like forum era like just being able to even though they used to be a little toxic but just being able to like to commune with your people around how much we love jameson or you know jay nolan or anybody like I think that that's so fun. And like, we're right now, we're just in the era of my hot takes so important. And I'm a music head because, you know, I can name every Kendrick, Kanye, um, triple entendre. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's real, like, it almost doesn't even feel organic anymore. It's just like, even in, in like, just in this space and kind of a separate conversation, but like, being a fan or a hobby of something, whether that be like anime, gaming, sports, music, like it just becomes more of like hot take and I'm better than you type entitlement as opposed to just like convening around it. Um, yeah, it's definitely competition, but I think it, I think it's really uh, built on the fact that 
Twitter personalities are are able to like parlay their hot takes into like careers now. Some monetization. That's so, it. I mean, yeah. So that's, now that's everybody everybody wants to have that four thousand retweet tweet. You know what I mean? So you might not even really believe what you're saying, but you're saying it because it's like I know this is going to press everybody buttons, and if I get one of these every day, I'm gonna get these followers. Apple Music gonna hit me up, get me a show. You know, it's 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 different. It's a great thing that we don't do this for the money because let me tell you, um, the money that I I was, I think I've said it on the podcast or I've said it definitely to people locally here in the scene that the money that I've spent on Binac, like I, I have I have been operating in the red this entire time. Like this entire time, the podcast being on right now, you know, like all this stuff, it is like the content right now has been provided for free, but it costs money. And again, it's a good thing that I care. Um, Not to say that I want to pat on the back, but like, you know, some days I'm like, damn, I do want my, I want my 4,000 because <laughs> I'm fucking tired. I'm tired of, you know, like, you know, getting into that headspace of like, wanting to be a Twitter personality. But again, stuff like this makes it like, it makes it all feel real. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you, put this stuff on YouTube. This, will, this might, this might be the first. You know what? Let's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making this decision. This will be the first. But wait, I have to, I have three art or three, two artists and a project that I want to recommend before we wrap. Okay. Um, so first, uh, out of Atlanta, she, I can't remember if she's originally out of Atlanta or like moved, but I think she's been like native to Atlanta for a long time. Her name is Panama Jane. She recently dropped an album. I was so pissed. She did an album release party. I wanted to go so bad. Ah, okay. Um, but it's called Hibachi 3. It's one of her, um, I think the, first two were like considered mixtapes or whatever, but like it's on Hibachi three is on Spotify. Um, I love her. I just, okay. I don't know. Um, I, I, that was another artist that I like found on Instagram or something like that, but she's super cool. And if we're talking about, I'll say quote unquote gimmicks, she's like this, like super pretty, like alt. I don't want to assume that she's black alt POC girl. And um, she like said that niggas, I think she black. Yeah, I'm yep. hey, there are a lot of people that say nigga. I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt. Hey, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think she's black though. I know he's talking about. I, I've yeah, actually I've done that, a show with her before. Like her, I love her music. It's super fun and like talking about like women. Like it's just fun girl rap. Like just like it's twerking sometimes, but sometimes you know it's a little bit different. But it's just fun. So I want to recommend to buy. Yeah, it gets different. Yeah, she I, was talking I, about to put some juju on a nigga. I shit. fuck with the vision. <laughs> she on. She don't know. She, I I know lyrics, but I don't want to botch them because I'm not singing the song right now. And again, <laughs> since I can't sing, I'm not gonna fuck it up. Um, but Panama Jane hurt. Like I said, that that album came out. I think like two or three weeks ago. Please go listen to it. It's on Spotify. I'm assuming it's on Apple. I'm assuming it's everywhere. But I listen yeah, to it on everywhere. Spotify. I love it. Two. Um. Random or not randomly, I think this group they've been blowing up because I've seen that they have like fan pages and things like that. But that group flow, um, they're super cute. They're like a 90s or like reminiscent of 90s 
R&B girl group. Okay. Their videos, I think, have been surfacing on like TikTok. Or I think they got like really popular and went viral there. And now people are starting to see it. So I know I'm late to the flow party, but it's fun. Three girls. Um, and they do kind of like Destiny's Child. Like they harmonize, but it's fun. Like my okay. favorite song from their EP right now is Summertime. Um, but cool. If you want like, if you want a nostalgia trip that doesn't feel super forced, I would recommend them because it doesn't feel like a toy lane sample. Like it doesn't feel like shoehorned in your face. It feels like, oh, this is refreshing. I mean, yeah, nice. I got you. <laughs> um, and then the last, the last song I want to recommend, um, and this is just, I am a broken record, but Kyle Dion dropped another okay. song. Um, it's called Dance For Me. I want to make sure that it's right. Yep. Um, I've that, been, I, that eccentric R&B. Oh, okay. So let me, all right. Pause. <laughs> so Kyle Dion is also another person that I have to separate enjoying his face and enjoying his music. But I enjoyed his music first because <laughs> I didn't know what his face looked like, to be fair. Um, but Kyle Dion was really, really popular on Vine when I okay. found out about him. So that dates how long I've been listening to or following him on like his music journey. And if I can just gush so like just a little bit about his music, it's so fun. Like his music is just, um, he has like a really nice, like high vocal register, but he also has a really nice pen. Like he writes really good songs. Um, so in thinking about, I guess, like gimmicks, like Kyle, it is eccentric. Like if you look at him, like, you know, he's got like colorful hair and he paints his nails and wears like skinny jeans and things like that. But the music is a really good. Um, Sugar is my, one of my favorite albums. He has an album. I can't remember if it's called like Colors or something like that, that he has that's a little bit older. But Sugar is like by far my favorite album. It dropped in 2020. And then Sassy is his latest drop. Okay. Ugh, so good. Um, and again, when people we're we're coming up on the fall, when people say R and B is dead, we're getting there because R and B is not dead. Y'all just don't know where to listen. And Kyle is Kyle Dion is one of those people that is making the good lords R and B. So those are my new noise recommendations for the peoples. Andy, no did you have any? No, because I'm going to give over my time to our guest. So I want him to plug away. Yes. Know, who, you know, who is he listening to? Recommendations. Just talk about the you about the YouTube because the you because the videos that you put on YouTube on your channel, just breaking stuff down. It's it's really it's really great, and especially I like the I really do like the lyric breakdown because, like you okay. said, if I can if you can read the lyrics and not get a message or something coming out from it without hearing the music that says something so i'm just giving the floor over to you so you can go ahead <laughs> take your time plug away okay floor is yours oh man it's so hard for me to pinpoint artists like when you started naming people that i already knew it was like perfect because i would have never thought of their names off the top of my head because my, my brain just be in so many other different places um who am i listening to like Who's in my playlist lately? Um, Amaretta, the great. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Amaretta. People might only know her from Sorry Not Sorry, but I was listening to her prior to that, and I'm going to be supporting her 
on her rise up. I hope she does big things. Um, who else am I listening to these days? Ah, so tough, man. I, I do want to take a second to plug my guys, Dope Norteria, because I did some really great things with them. And, you know, our NBA 2K placement was together for Splash. And that song Splash has done a lot for us as well. I so I got to plug song. them. Thank you. Thank you. Good song. <laughs> thank you. Good, good, fun song. Appreciate it. Um, who else have I been listening to lately? I do want to take a second to shout out. Uh, Chance the rapper. I see. I see him. I see him He's making chances to get though. back to himself. Mm -hmm. He's getting back to himself. He ain't mm -hmm. making. I love my marriage raps no more. The PJ um, was so bad, dog, and we just didn't need it. And we're not going to talk about it. But why, God? Yeah, I knew. I knew what was happening with him. No, I know. I know exactly what happened with him. You know, I went through the same thing for a second myself, a different way, but the same way. Because what what ended up happening when he embraced God in his life. You know what I mean? He felt like every rap got to be about God or glorifying yeah. God in some way. I understood it. I hated to see it play out in public, but I knew what it was. It's so funny. And just to take a small detour, the yep. fact that he was doing it well before, like, you know what I mean? He didn't need to, like, coloring book, was, it didn't have to be, like, Bible verse <laughs> to be spiritual. And that's just a personal thing as yeah. someone who... yeah loosely identifies as Christian, but yeah. we don't need, do the same thing. We do not need, you know, Bible verses to know that you love Jesus. But I, I, I'll always say this is if you listen, if you go into the rock, if into rock, a lot of those bands are of Christian faith and you can, and you wouldn't tell until, until you hear them talk about like yeah. where it comes from. But you're like, wow, I just think for some reason, whether it's in hip hop or R and B, it's just they don't. It's that fine line that we always keep yeah. talking about. Yeah. It's like how do I keep, how do I express this but not go over? And I think, yeah, oh man, it's a really dope Christian hip hop acts that want to cuss so bad, boy. I need the to I think, cuss I, at me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Man, I'm ready. I know. Curse at me. Curse at me, please. <laughs> Especially over them Zaytoven beats. I'm ready. Please. I don't think you're going to get it from Craig, but it's some, some, so of the either, but... some of the younger ones, though. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. To, to me, to me, I think they should, I, you know, just from gospel or whatnot. Yeah. And I understand what it is, right? But the one thing is say it. Because to me, it's that's showing who you are in your journey. It's not, It's just saying, hey, this is why I believe right now, or this is just who I am coming from this thing. But please get, please get known that I'm still a human being. Like when, just to go on the Kanye rant, when he did the with Jesus is King out or what? Yep. What I wanted from that album was that dichotomy, you know, of this is who I am. This is this is what it is. But tell me about your journey, you know. Even with put it on uh push your tea you know i would you know i would love to and i hope we get this because it's it's looking like we're getting a, a cliff album it looks so. maybe so malice is coming out the crib a little more it, it, and and to me is i would love to just see that just that 
that two viewpoints, you know, of different subjects. Because to me, it makes it interesting. Because yep. we already know what Push is going to talk about, whatever. But we don't know what Malice is going to talk about. And see how that... Hey. And just see how been, that goes. Them last couple of verses, he, he kind of been... Letting folks know what it is, man. And like so, I ain't, I ain't no play. I ain't for play, play with y'all just because I'm over here. And that's, and to me, that's to me, that's what make that'll be a very interesting project, you know. Because yeah. at least, because if he wants to go into this introspective route, you know, I can. That could be him, and that yep. could, and just with push being in there, just playing off of each other. But like I said, malice. I've always said malice. If he would have stayed in. I think we may be talking more about Malice than we do about Push. It's but, possible, but possible. that's but going back to you, the floor. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, yeah speaking of speaking of somebody who does that well is this guy named Alec Walls. Um, so I don't know if y'all ever ever heard of him, but he raps, sings. He was in a, a very prominent gospel group called the. I forgot. I think it's the walls or something like that. It's his family. Hmm. And, um, but he broke away from the group and went solo and he's making all the music that he wants to make. And hmm. he does it really well. Like, and when he raps, he fucking raps. <laughs> and when he sings, he can really sing. So I, I got to give that life. shout out to him. Alec walls. Walls like W A L L S. Cool. Yeah, because yep. I'm I'm also in my absorbing new music era. Of yeah, I think I think you'd appreciate them for sure. Um, who else is out there that I appreciate? Ah, oh, there's so many. What is uh, what is this? Uh, can't even think of her name off the top of my head. She has a song with Masego. Um, Ooh. Joyce um, Wright. Joyce Joyce oh. Rice. I love her. Um, from what Spotify keeps randomly suggesting her music, so I've now become so that's a, how I found out who she a is. fan. Um, <laughs> her and you were making me think of songs with Masego. Oh, who is that other girl? Oh my god, with the guitar. I don't know why I'm blanking on her name. I'll find her. Um, but yeah, I love her. I love her. Yeah, um, in, in my personal time, I really just listen to like women sing <laughs> i don't really be wanting to hear niggas rap all the time yeah that happens like some you know you just you right now i'm in a mix i'm still oh afro beats i am in like an afro beats i'm a piano chokehold it's actually been all year okay. um but yeah i get that because sometimes I, I i don't even want to hear music like in english i'll just be like throw on yeah. some <laughs> throw on something that I, I can't understand, you know, with like a lit beat. I got I got to get back in my French hip hop bag. You do, because you need to find okay. some more artists. <laughs> you got to recommend some more. Oh, yeah. See, where I'm at right now is definitely going back and just just reconnecting just about, you know, just about rock, you know, just different things. Because, like I said, a lot of the music that's out right now while maybe popular, it's not connecting to my soul as well. I am said to uh, Styles the other day. Huh. <laughs> so. Um, I also want to give I'll give Jay a chance to rap. Um, because we could sit here and do this all day. Absolutely. But um, plug 
if you if you think of any other artists, let me know and I'll add them into the episode notes. But plug any and everything you want, anything that you've got upcoming or, um, you know, another plug for the album. Plug away. Shameless plug. Okay. Well, first thing I'll just go ahead and say, you know, Price of Admission is out now on all platforms. If you tuned in this far, you need to go ahead and pull it up, listen to it and hit Do me it. at Real J Nolan. Let me know what you think. Um, Outside of that, I want to go ahead and plug the Pen Game Portfolio Volume 2. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely something out there for all the artists. If you need information about the industry, and I mean the history up until now, like it's, it's not just no sign up for publishing, two-page situation. Like I'm really giving you the beginning up to now from sheet music, Beethoven, all them niggas up till now. You know what I mean? Um and how the business works and giving people like tips and strategies on how to like leverage social media, how to leverage all of these different monetization avenues while still doing what you love, of course, without giving somebody some, I went through this where I, I had a manager that was literally doing artwork for me and, and, and bringing meetings to the table. You know what I'm saying? Meetings with me and him. And I was paying this cat, you know what I'm saying? So like, you don't really need that. You know what I mean? Don't let somebody tell you uh, some fancy words and have you thinking like, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So the book gives you the 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 ability to like sift through the BS that people give you, um, which is why it's so important to me. And then, of course, with my YouTube is my YouTube is like diverse. It goes from my music and my music videos to latest in entertainment to breaking down when these artists come out crying about their deals and stuff. And I'll actually go look up the information and dissect all of the things that the average person wouldn't understand as to why they're crying. You know, I just put one up before we got on here about this whole Khalees and Beyonce situation, you know? So, um, YouTube, I, 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 while I'm talking about YouTube, I encourage everybody to take advantage of that while it's while it's still available to get paid off it like get in the algorithm get that uh get your money off them ads you know what i'm saying take advantage of it because it may not be around forever i feel like that was a direct shot at me and i'm personally offended no, I'm just kidding. oh man <laughs> that, I, that, that ain't what i meant I, I was, i'm joking no, Jay, i keep telling her we need to i kid i kid we need to feed the algorithm yeah yeah it's you gotta jump start it you know what i'm saying because you still in order to monetize you got to get them thousand subscribers you got to get them four thousand watch hours so the sooner you start building that the better uh, actually, um, fun fact for everyone listening, I tweeted about it yesterday, but every episode, every episode and every video, or at least the majority of the video recordings that we've recently done has now left my, this PC hard drive and gone to, uh, external hard drive, which is great. It's exists, but it's copied. Um, so it's not eating up my hard drive space because I need more room for shenanigans like video games because I want to play that cat game, but that's another no story. <laughs> I want to play the game about the cat, so I needed to make some space, and the videos were taking up a lot of space. Um, but I I am, I, this actually just has, like, I get, sometimes, you know, are talking about all this stuff, and even, I'm not even fearful of YouTube. I just remember, you know, talking about doing all this, like, you know, me, AD, 
the podcast editor, we all we got. Like this is yep. the team. And sometimes I just think about an additional layer of content, like, oh, yep. another thing that I have to upload every week and another thing that I have to check on and another analytic for me to stress about in the middle of the night when I'm trying to go to bed. But I get it. Because <laughs> that is that is my side. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, like put it on YouTube. I want to see it all. But it's like, do you when I post it and then it only gets like three views and then I have to think about it. Like that weird artist dichotomy I, is unfun. That, but that's yeah. always- it's some it's some tricks of the trade though. Like my girl is a YouTuber. So like she showed me like a lot of the behind the scenes YouTube studio. Tell her to put the course online too. Tell her put the course online. I told her to do it. She ain't listened yet, but I told her. (laughs) Drop drop the links. Like I'm willing to pay because at this point, I'm I'm tired. No, but but I I this is such a full circle moment for like Binag as a whole, the podcast, like doing stuff like this, it does renew my faith in being like, okay, even if it does only get three views, I'm still doing it because I love it and like want to talk about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming to hang and absolutely talk about your project with us, talk about other people's music with us. Um, and uh, we got we to bring you back, you know. Oh, of course. Okay, sure. uh, yeah. Just, just so that we could just, just, just have just shoot, right? You know, different topics. I'm there. with it. Wayne ain't got to talk about me. Let's. <laughs> we've got to do it again. And again, when outside opens back up for real, for real, I say that because it's still weird. I want. Uh, I definitely want you to come back to Columbia for like a really good show. But that might. Oh, be I can't in, wait. That might be in 2027 or something. But I get it. Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> The the monkey things out there. I ain't playing with that. I mean, at this point, I just don't like, you know, people were asking me, oh, yeah, like we're doing outside events. When is Binet coming to outside events? I said, when there's not a chance that somebody could catch COVID at my event. Like, I don't want that on my conscience. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I stopped doing the Fresh and Local Fest. Candace had an event and then they, I, you, I caught COVID from the Binet. No, yep. not, I don't want that on my conscience. Yeah, so in-person events are looking a little shaky, but virtual events are coming back as soon as Binet goes back into hibernation for the fall and winter, virtual events, because y'all are going to be back inside too. Why would I have virtual events during the summer when I know y'all asses are outside? Why would I do that? (laughs) Why would I do that? Stupid on my part. (laughs) Um, But yes, thank you everybody for listening. This has been the Binet Podcast where we talk music. The people that make it and the communities that listen to it will be back on our regular schedule in two weeks. Everybody be safe. Um, Have a good rest of your summer and we'll be hearing from you in a bit. Bye.